Hi, this is David Steele of the Orlando Magic and Fox Sports Florida, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! Hi, Magic fans, and welcome to the Orlando Magic UK's podcast, Penny for Your Thoughts. It's this episode 38, um, where we are going to be looking at the draft lottery news and the current search for a new coach. So, uh, first of all, let's introduce and uh, welcome, as always, Grant. How are you doing, pal? I'm all right, thank you, mate. I'm very excited for a potential new head coach. I'm also excited for the Stanley Cup final tonight. Go Bolts. So, uh, is it game yeah, one, so game all is well. Game, game one tonight. tonight nice shirt, by the yeah. way, mate. Thank you very nice much. Shirt. He's the Montreal nice Canadiens. So, uh, yeah, any Magic fans who want to get behind the Lightning, please do. Uh, mate, I know there are a lot of them that are, that are. I mean, Sabrina's a huge fan as well. So you're not the only one there, mate. You're not the only one. No. Nope. And as always, joined by the more handsome part of the Orlando Magic UK, Mikey Clark. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. That's a very nice introduction for a change. Um, I, hey, once in a while, I've got to be nice. There you go. Uh, G told us he's excited for England versus Germany tomorrow night as well. I don't know. Yes. This G probably hasn't told you this. Off air the other day, you told me you had England down as possibly winning the Euros this year, didn't you? Yeah. You were cheering think... us on, you told me. No, not that far. I wouldn't go that far, mate. <laughs> I told you, me you were got on St. That... George's cross flying. Absolutely not. Have you, have you still got your flag <laughs> up in the living room? My Welsh flag, I do. Yeah. Yes, 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 I do. Mate, no, it, it should be a good game tomorrow between uh, you and the Germans. Let's just hope it goes to penalties. <laughs> hey mate listen you can have a dig all you want you were never going to lose on that uh, Wales-Denmark game as you support both teams that's true that's true I mean, you, you, playing the team. You, you were playing both ends on that one weren't you pal <laughs> oh no fully in the Welsh camp but um, Den- Denmark outplayed us so you how, can't really uh, complain how did you become a Denmark fan? well Wales never used to qualify in the 90s when you first started watching it so like you got to support somebody. So um, I was a big Peter Schmeichel fan. So uh, Denmark was a natural choice. And then it just stuck. So uh, there we go. That's quality. That's quality, but, mate. So have you got another team instead of Cardiff then as well? No. No. <laughs> well, they always played. It just depended on which league, didn't it? <laughs> it's true. It did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say um, thank you to everyone who joined us on the Draft Lottery Watch Party. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, granted, it wasn't the results that uh, I think we all wanted, and I think our faces showed that. There were some, uh, sort of, should we say, underwhelmed reactions? Like that one? Yeah, you, yeah. But, uh, you could say that. You could say that. I think it was a screen grab, wasn't it? And everyone just looking to the heavens like, oh my God, not again. Right. I think, uh, I'll, I'm going to come to it in a bit, but uh, I think when you looked at as we were announced at five, uh, Jeff Weltman's face said it all. It just said it all. He, he couldn't conceal his disappointment at that one. But hey, there we go. So as always, I'm going to start with the uh, weekly roundup. Um, to be honest, everything that we're going to cover here in the weekly roundup is going to be something that uh, we are going to talk about. So let's move on. Um, 
first of all, the coach search continues. Um, Penny Hardaway, some some former Magic player apparently, has been uh, interviewed. Apparently, it went on for around four hours, and he has become a very very strong candidate, according to uh, Shams. Uh, Becky Hammond has also been interviewed. Uh, Magic have asked permission to interview the Suns assistant Willie Green and Bucks assistant Charles Lee. I would guess that they are going to kind of have to wait for the moment. Um, also expected to interview is Denver assistant Wes Unseld, um, as well as our current uh, assistants, Pat Delaney, Ty Corbin and Steve Hetzel. Um, notice a lot of talk around Terry Stotts has seemed to have quieted off at recent weeks. Um, although I did read a very good case made for him actually becoming a magic coach, uh, which we may touch on in a bit. Uh, off the table, Chauncey Billups, uh, Jason Kidd, and Rick Carlisle, uh, who have gone to Portland, Dallas, and Indiana, respectively. Uh, draft lottery, we landed the fifth and eighth lot, uh, position, the seeds there. Um, the Bulls pick for Vujin Aminu came through uh, at its best position. It could do at eight, but our actual position with our own pick dropped from third to fifth as the Raptors and Cavs moved up. So we'll cover the uh, lottery action, I think, in a while. Let's start with the coach search. So, G, where you at with it, mate? Um, well, first of all, everyone's getting very, very excited, especially in the last 24 hours. But as you've just mentioned there, we want to interview Willie Green on the Suns and Lee off the Bucks. Now, they're still playing. So people are almost thinking, all right, we might hear about Penny Hardaway today, tomorrow. If they haven't interviewed these guys and, you know, done all their, uh, you know, meetings afterwards to discuss the, all the candidates, I don't think we're going to hear for about a week or two. Let's be perfectly honest. Um I'm still a bit disappointed that David Vanterpool hasn't been mentioned. Um, I think he'd be a, a great candidate and the front office has interviewed him before. Um, but I've sort of changed my tune a little bit um, on Penny Hardaway. Um, uh, we said, you know, it was a bit romantic, a bit of a fairy tale having, you know, one of our star guards are potentially coming back to coach us. Um, but why not? Why not? Um, you've got, people like Chauncey Billups, who's an assistant, um, who'd been given a chance with the Blazers. You've got um, Steve Nash, who'd been given a chance with the Nets. Have they got that much more experience, really, than Penny Hardaway, who's done three co- three years coaching at Memphis? So, um, done a, bit, a, little, a little bit of digging. And, you know, Penny's numbers as a coach aren't that bad. In the first season in 2018-19, he finished with a 22-14 and 14 record, good for about 61%. Then he improved to 21-10 and 10, to 67%. And then last year, the team finished 20-8 and 8 at 71%. So it's going in the right direction. Um, and you compare that to some notable coaches in the NCAA, uh, Coach K with Duke, John Calipari. These are coaches who've won 600 games in their career. And he's got a better winning percentage after three seasons than they do. So he's going in the right direction. Um, now, everyone's a bit worried about him not having enough experience, but we've touched upon this before, and it's about getting the right assistant coaches with him. He's got yeah. two assistants at Memphis by the name of Cody Toppett and Jermaine Johnson. So it remains to be seen if he did get offered the job, would they come over? But you're going to have vacancies um, um, from the Portland 
Dallas, Indiana, Washington uh, assistant coaches who will be vying for jobs. So there's going to be plenty of options there if we did bring him in. Um, so uh, I've, I've, I'm, I'm all for it now, to be honest with you. <laughs> Mate, there's <laughs> so nothing changed, wrong with having I've a change of Nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong um, with that. No, but it's so. either him, Becky Hammond, uh, was it Kenny um, Atkinson? Atkinson yep. So you know they're, they're they're all decent names. So, uh, yeah. but if we if he does get a chance, we need to give him time. You can't you know can't expect everything the first two seasons. It's going to be one of these slow burner processes. Uh, they're just going to have to to ride it out, and hopefully players want to come and play for Penny Hardaway like they did at Memphis. So, come on, Mikey, you've been bouncing around like Tigger at the news all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said, G. Um, yeah, really following that up, I think, like I said, my initial reaction this morning, I was grinning <laughs> from ear to ear when I read that uh, Penny was a serious candidate. Um, so, I spent all morning, I was doing some cardio in the gym this morning, listening to a few of his interviews as Memphis head coach. Um, I've been listening to a couple of other little podcasts that have talked about Penny um, potentially being a candidate. Um, I'm going to leave the links in the description so everybody else can go and listen to him as well. There's a guy called Aaron Torres um, who covers college basketball for Fox Sports. And I was listening to him earlier and he had a couple of clips on YouTube three weeks ago um, when Woj first announced that Penny was going to get possibly interviewed for the magic job. Um, said it was in along the same sort of lines of, of stories he's heard from people before it actually got announced. And he said it got downplayed a little bit when Penny first got interviewed by saying that I'm flattered that I'm going to get linked with the magic job, but I'm happy in Memphis. But three weeks later, he's still a serious candidate for the job. So there's obviously some, there's something going on there. Um, I think uh, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks. I think Magic fans' biggest worry, biggest concern is if it doesn't go well, and let's be honest, most head coaching jobs in the NBA don't last more than three or four, three, four, five years. They normally end by somebody getting fired at some point. If he gets, if he gets hired, his reputation, his history, um, and all that sort of stuff could get tarnished a little bit. Um, but one thing I want to stress is I think it's really important that we separate Penny the player, Penny the magic player, the superstar that we had in the 90s, and Penny the head coach. I think you've got to look at both of them very separately. Um, and if you look at Penny as a head coach, he's the right sort of age. He... He, he actually, when I was doing some listening early and reading on Penny about his his job with Memphis, a lot of people felt like they were disappointed with his job in, with Memphis because he went in there with a vision of recruiting the best high school players, um, creating this minor league NBA team and coaching and training the team like it's an NBA team and preparing a lot of these kids to take up, to, to go up to a next level, to, pr to play in the NBA or go overseas. Um, and create a developmental program that players want to go and play for with also the target of winning a national championship, which is something they haven't even got to yet. They haven't got to that NCAA tournament, yep. which is why I think people are disappointed. Um, so in terms of his recruitment um, in his first year, um, he had RJ Hampton 
Jalen Green and James Wiseman all on campus trying to recruit them at the same time. Um, and you had G League Ignite stole Green. Um, you had RJ Hampton decided to go overseas and play in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and then there was a whole sort of fiasco with James Wiseman and um, G can explain more about that because you read about it earlier. But um, yeah, but in terms of his coaching, like I said, he's he's got a winning record. Um, he's played in the NBA. He's got that. He's an icon with the magic. He's the sort of player that people will listen to, players will listen to. Um, I was listening to, and, and I don't think any of us really take a lot of what they say, um, undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp um, earlier. And they, would do, they had an interview with him a couple of months ago. And some of the things that he was saying, um, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but he said, you can't, you can't coach kids nowadays ruling with an iron fist. You'll lose the entire team. You'll ha- you have to be stern with them, but you have to be fair. But you also got to let guys know that you love them, you care about them. Mm. And that's what players nowadays really want. They want somebody, sometimes they want an arm around them, but sometimes they need to be told, you know, you need to buck your ideas up. And sometimes that's what some of these players need. Um, and Effectively, it's parenting. Yeah, absolutely. And And listening to him talk, you can see how he can relate to RJ Hampton and, and Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz and Isaac because he's been at that, he, he's been in that position before, um, but he loves coaching and that comes across when you listen to him interview as well. Um, so Penny, forget Penny the player, Penny the coach. If it wasn't Penny Hardaway, I think a lot of the credentials and things that you look at is along the lines of what we're actually looking for in our next head coach. Um, whether he goes on to be the next head coach is another thing. I mean, we've already guys talked about individually earlier about why is it, why is this news broken that he's a serious candidate? Because things don't normally get leaked by the our front office. So has it come from Penny's representation? I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I, I think that there's a huge amount of interest in what we are going to do. Um, unusually with the magic that there's, there is an interest. Um, I noticed that we are included in a hell of a lot of articles around um, not every team that is searching for a coach, but every time they are talk- there's an article talking about a coach search, the magic one is one that is getting a lot of attention because it is so intriguing because of the position that we are in with this rebuild. And I think part of that is with the names that are being linked. I think Penny Hardway is, um, it's a, it's a, we've said it before, it's a huge romantic story that this star player from the team who could potentially come back and lead a youth regeneration is, it's, it's fantasy stuff. So I think there's a lot of interest in that. Also with the the mentions around Becky Hammond and as having interviewed her and she's still being a serious candidate um, or it would appear that she still is. Um, that's going to garner, as we said previously, a lot of media attention because it would be the first female NBA coach. Uh, Penny being black as well will be a popular hire. Because of the representation, so I think our, our coach search is actually causing some interest. They're actually getting us some media interest for a change. Um, it's one of the reasons I'm still not a huge 
fan. And as I say, we mentioned earlier that Terry Stotts, the, the talk around him, seems to have quieted off. I did, as I said, I did read an article that was making a very good argument for him being the right type of coach mm. for the Magic in that his offensive style um, will fit well with Nicole Anthony's and Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton's. Um, and that he has got a very good record with developing young players and he is also highly respected amongst the league. So would be um, somebody that could attract players to the team. It also made, in the same article, it also made a little bit of an argument around why picking somebody like Penny wouldn't be good for him at this point because of being in a rebuild, a team isn't going to get a winning record very quickly or you wouldn't expect them to. And the pressure is on for the record of a of a new coach coming in to prove themselves and actually get a, and actually have a good record. Now, I'm going to go slightly against that. I think if you are the type of coach who believes in development, you will accept that there are going to be points where it is a slow development that you are not going to have necessarily a winning record, but that's what you are building towards. So I think that there's, I'm genuinely, I said this to you earlier, Mikey, I refuse to get excited at either talking about the draft um, potential, who we may draft. I refuse to get excited about that. And I'm not getting excited around the coach search at this point because I don't want to fall in love with one individual option and and to be disappointed. So we'll wait and see and play it out. But I do think that Penny is as you read a bit more and more about him becoming a stronger option, um, regardless of NBA experience. Yeah. Going back to this Aaron Torres podcast, I don't know how well respected he is or I'm not quite sure, but he seems to have, he seems to think that if Penny does get offered the job, he think he thinks it's more likely he's the next magic head coach and he is going back mm. to Memphis next year because of other reasons as well. Again, go and listen to the podcast. But he, um, the only thing that, that you might say he might not go, he might not leave Memphis is he hasn't yet delivered what he wanted to, and that's the national championship. And at yep. least to get them to the tournament, um, his son also plays for Memphis, who's going into his fourth year with the program. So he might still want to coach him. That might be another possibility. Um, I, I also think. And again, this is why I don't think Terry Stotts is is necessarily the right guy. And I think you can look at Dallas at this. Rick Carlisle's left. And it's almost an example that the old guy, the old guard, doesn't really mesh with with the young superstar Mm. who's got a a different personality or whatever. Um, And that's why I think uh, Penny's 50 in a couple of weeks' time. He's like that perfect sort of in-between age where... He's he's far enough removed from the game. He's got he's been coaching and developing players and doing a lot be like off the court. Like we've seen, um, he was helping RJ Hampton prepare for the draft last year and things like that. Um, so I think he's got that. He's got the ability to 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 reach out to players and yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. What do you reckon, G? I think I think mate. I, just to go back on that. I think RJ is actually one of the things that could be. Um, a selling point for him. Yeah, he, he clearly likes that type of player, yeah. um, and we have a roster that seems to be 
built around at this moment in time one or two who are of that nature I think I do think it's a selling point to him and I think if you look yeah. at his coaching staff that he had in Memphis as well, he, he obviously had Mike Miller, who who's renowned for working with RJ Hampton as well. He also yep. had Sam Mitchell, who used to play for the play in the NBA, and I think oh, Timberwolves, with yeah, the Timberwolves with KG. He was there, wasn't he a head? Wasn't he a head coach as well in the was, NBA? I think yeah. with the Raptors. Yeah. yeah. So so he's got so if you hire Penny, that's the sort of person that you might want to put with him, who's got that sort of crossover experience. Yeah. No, 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 all very valid points. And, you know, I I fully agree with everything you're saying. Um, The interest in the magic is going to, if you hire Penny Hardaway, the interest is going to be there. We'll get a few national television games for starters just because of the hire, as we would with Becky Hammond. Um, If you, you, I don't know, hired, I don't know, Terry Stott, Mm -hmm. do the magic get national games? Really? Probably not. So there's that to consider as well. So a lot of factors, you know, depend on this higher. So um, no, it'll be interesting a couple of weeks now, but let's hope we get a get the right coach um, soon. I mean, if we, if I just we, hope if we do, if we do go for somebody like Penny, I do hope that there's an openness and honesty from the the organisation to the fans that this is a development period. Do not expect. Um, miracles in the first two seasons and I also hope that he is given if we go for something like that he's given time by the organisation and by fans as well don't get on his back give him chance I, th- I think if, yeah. I think if we go into next season with Penny Becky Hammond or Kenny Atkinson as our head coach I think we'll all be really happy yeah I agree I do agree but, go on, yeah Jim. we're just on, on that point you were saying about gi- giving Penny some time how long was Kenny Atkinson given at Brooklyn? Wasn't he given about two, three seasons before all the stars came in and then they just slung him out the door? So you, you've got to give him that time. There's no point hiring the stars firing. first, though, G. Well, well, they're, 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 they're already at, there, mate. They just need to mature, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> they do. You look at, when you look at what Brooklyn have done, it's something that I'm sure that we'll, we'll come on to when we talk about developing the team. They did that renting of their cap space, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Bringing in some play a couple of players of experience um, to fill a role for a period of time, take on a couple of bad contracts to get picks or to get younger players in. It's it's worked well for them, clearly. Um, it's made them an interesting location. Um, so, should we get to it? Should we get to the lottery then? The lottery draft, the draft lottery reaction. So, let's start with clearly. How did how did the lottery unfold for you, and how did you feel? about our position at that moment and how do you feel about it now? So Mikey, go, go with it. Um, when it first, when, when it first got announced, I mean, it was like the euphoria of getting the eighth pick and they know we got it from the balls to just feeling deflated and just knowing you're going to miss out on Cade, especially Cade, especially. Um, I mean, it's just another year that the, the draft lottery has just not rewarded us. Um, and it's just another good reason why we dislike tanking and why it's just just an absolute crapshoot. Um, I mean, we'll talk about past players and stuff in a minute uh, later on. But yeah, I, I, what was it? Nearly a week now, isn't it, since we had the draft lottery? And I feel yeah. like I'm in a slightly happier position, especially since there's been a lot of talk and ideas of us trading up and still possibly being able to land Mobley or or. Jalen Green um, 
So, I mean, we'll talk about that stuff in a minute, but I tweeted out the other day, like recent draft picks, the players that have gone five or below. When you yep. look at Trey Young, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Michael Porter Jr., Donovan Mitchell, who went 13th. You had Bam Adebayo went 14th. You had Jamal Murray went 7th. You had Devin Booker went 13th. So there's as much of a guarantee that there is of you getting a really good pick doesn't mean that that player's going to work out because um, I've got a whole nother list that we're going to go to in a minute. So um, <laughs> I had to back it up. But yeah, um, yeah, initial reaction just felt deflated, I think, after that. G? Yeah, much the same as Mikey. Um, there's not much to say, really, is there? You just expect expect something good to happen for a change. And oh, but we got the Bulls pick. Um, otherwise, that would have been a disaster. If we'd have got fifth and nothing else, and yeah. the Bulls would have retained their pick, yeah. That would have been, you know, another season. We'd have to wait until we get their pick. And chances are, you know, that's going to be in the teens anyway. Let's be honest, because I think they'll probably be a little bit better um, next season. So eighth and fifth, we've got the option to manoeuvre. We've got the draft capital next couple of seasons. We've got players, potentially people might want to take a flyer on. Yeah, you know, your Terence Rosses, your Gary Harris. Um, but at the same time, we need to be careful because we don't want to have too many um, inexperienced players. So I'm all for potentially just move, trying to move up as best as you can. And if you can snag Jalen Green, if you can get the third, you might have to take a Kevin Love on or some or somebody just to make it work. Um, I think you go for it because we're not winning it in the next couple of years. So you want to just try and land that scoring star um, and then just let a mesh with uh, you know your Cole Anthony's your Markel Fultz and the rest of the core so um, yeah at first it was deflating but it is what it is there's not much you can do about it um, and you can press the, the tankathon machine so many times and you know it was one in two that we were going to get a top four pick and you know the coin didn't go our way yeah I mean for me I was obviously uh, I was couldn't have been happier at the at the Bulls pick coming out at eighth. Um, even more so when you saw that video of their um, draft party <laughs> yeah. viewing. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the, talk, talking heads there that knew absolutely nothing. It was that Amateur was just, hour. Yeah, mate, we could have done that better. Do you know what was funny <laughs> though? You know they kept going on about oh the card they pulled out had the magic logo on it. It actually said underneath it from did. the Chicago Bulls. It's like yeah, you, yeah. you guys haven't done your homework, have you, before you jumped on uh, it? And I, but that was that video was absolutely hilarious. I thought that was brilliant. Um, but yeah, disappointed we weren't top four. As I said earlier, you could see that um, from Veltman's reaction as he just sort of looked to the floor, looked to the sky. You knew that the guy, that there was somebody in that top four that they particularly really fancied going for. Um, yeah. It was, it was disappointing. Uh, you can't pretend any other. However, I don't feel it's a disaster for the team. Um, five and eight, let's be fair, you really should be able to find some talent in in that that area. And if not, then you've still got this option of packaging and playing about. And uh, I think that one you were referring to a few minutes ago, G, was the one I think it's Bleacher Report have been 
uh, made a suggestion as to this is what a trade could look like, what the Magic could do by taking on a contract uh, like Kevin Loves from the Cavs and moving into their pick. Um, yeah, like you, I think that was quite an interesting one. So, what do you think the team will do? G, do you think they're going to use the pick, use both picks themselves, package them up, move, package up well, one of them and move somebody? I was watching um, some of the film on uh, YouTube from the Draft Combine and um, Kaminga and, let me get this right, Buchan Knight, I want to say, Buchan James Buchan, yeah. Buchan Knight, however you say it, they look hey, very, very however good. However I pronounce it, it's going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there, is absolutely so, no guarantee, there is absolutely one guarantee that I will not pronounce that correctly. So we're bound to draft him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, Kaminga, that other fella, um, they look very good. Um, known as it, dude. Yeah, yeah. But what was interesting was uh, Weltman and Ujiri, um, uh, the, the Raptors um, GM, was there um, on the baseline watching uh, the workouts together. And of course, they're picking fourth. So could they pick fourth? Um, a Kaminga in fourth? Who knows? That might sort of uh, give us a bit more flexibility. Um, so it's a difficult one. I'd like to move up. Um, like I said a minute ago, you just got to go and try and get green. We're not going to get Cade, let's be honest. I'm not that high on Mobley, so green's the, the prize for me. Um, but that eighth pick, you know, you can get a decent player. I, I think I read that, you know, the draft is probably about nine deep in terms of great players uh, or potentially great players. So when you've got a 22% chance with two picks within there, um, you know, we've got as good a chance as anybody really of finding that gem. So uh, if we remain at five and eight and we draft Kaminga, he looked very good also. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's why we're not paid to uh, make these decisions, luckily, isn't it? I'll stick yeah. to insurance broken. <laughs> Mikey what's your thoughts on what we're going to do um, let's be honest right nobody has any say, idea yeah. no, no, nobody, nobody has any idea how these kids are going to transition to the NBA they have no idea when you look at draft past right Andrea Bagnani Greg Oden Anthony Bennett Andrew Wiggins I'm going to say it Markel Foltz but no, he's Michael a, no, Candy, no, 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 no. Faults was by far the he was everybody had him number one on their draft board above Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. I think was in the same draft. All those sorts of players, right? He just hasn't worked out yet. We still believe in him. We've seen what he can do. Um, he needs to get healthy, and obviously, <laughs> there's a lot of development still there to do with his jump shot and all that other stuff but he hasn't lived up to that number one pick hype yet. Um, so if the Magic stick at five and eight, there's just as much of a chance that they have a player that falls to them or even, even with the eighth pick, there might be somebody there that they end up picking up that ends up becoming the next Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker. You you just don't know. So I don't know. For me, if, if Weltman's got a guy at the top of that draft, no, Cade's un, untouchable. If, if the Pistons trade him, then how do you sell that to your own fan base if you're the Detroit Pistons? Have you seen, have you seen yeah. the reports around that they no. are interested? No. That they are, I, I don't see it. It's all smoke. But there, but there are reports around that yeah. they're interested in trading it. Yeah. Why? No idea. If it's, tr if it's true, 
Why? Yeah. I've no idea. As you've just said, can you imagine trying to sell that one to your fan base? So, so if they stick with five and eight, then at least at five, you are going to get one of these so-called top five generation talents, right? So whether it's Kaminga or Suggs falling at five, if somebody unexpectedly drafts one of them and you get Jalen Green fall to you or Mobley, brilliant, right? If that's, if that's what happens, that's what happens. I think we'd all love the magic to trade five and eight and get Jalen Green or, or five and something else and get Jalen Green because he's he fits what we've already got. Now, I know we had Jake on last week who said he doesn't think he necessarily meshes with what we've already got, but in terms of guards, we're, we're full at guards. We need a wing player and Jalen Green fits that. And, and so does Kaminga. So I, I, I really don't know. Um but I think if you keep in both picks, I think you've got to take a flyer with one of them. Somebody who's got loads of upside that you can, it's a bit of a project. And I think you've got to go with somebody who's maybe a bit safer with that second pick. But, but if if Weltman's got a guy there that he, he absolutely believes in, that's the guy, whether it's Mobley or Green. I think one of the other do, two, you can let fall to you. If it's one of those two, Go and get them if if that's the if that's the player that you think they're going to be. So because it could change the trajectory of where where this rebuild is quite quickly if they get it right. So I'm not sure, but like I said, there's lots of deals being battered around. Okay, so one interesting question I've got that I hadn't sent to you, so I apologise for putting you kind of on the spot here, guys. Um, if we do look at packaging up, mm-hmm. who are the magic players that are not? that you don't want to see included in that, that you definitely want us to keep, who would you put in there? J.I. Yeah. Markel. Okay. Depends who you, depends who you're drafting. I'm, I'm going to say I'm with you there, Mikey. Because if, look, everyone's, everyone's downplaying Suggs here a little bit. And there's, and there seems to be Suggs is a little bit like your Kyle Larry. Well, if you're, if you're saying Suggs is your point guard of the future, that already says to me, Markel Fultz is already on icy ground. Now, I'm not saying that's the case at all, but no, far it, from it. it all depends on, yeah, I think that makes a big difference. Anybody else yeah. that, you, that you wouldn't want to see on that trade block? Cole Anthony. Yeah. Love Cole. But again, yeah. that's, the thing, that's, again though, that's two point cards on the roster. So you're saying they're your point cards and there's quite a few decent point cards in this draft. So, yeah. They're the three, um, but then you'd make a case to keep, you know, your RJ Hamptons, um, Chuma, Wendell, Chuma Kiki yeah. for sure, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even your Wendell Carters, because you know we haven't got that many bigs at the moment. Bamba needs to prove himself, but certainly he's not off the table. Um, I, say, I wouldn't be surprised if Bamba was part of not at all. some trade. Yeah. I think you, you guys have already mentioned um, Harris. And T Ross, um, as much as I look, I you know I love T Ross, and I would love us to keep him. But it would not surprise me if he is a useful chip to put into a a deal because the guy can shoot. We know he's streaky. Mm. We know he is streaky. But how often is he being expected during the last season? Was he expected to be our, our spot up shooter? It was the same issue for Evan. Sure. Have you guys seen the um, Athletic? Have you seen Josh Robbins' article this week with what? 
Um, I was going to ask you if our subscription had finished because uh, I can't log into that. Because <laughs> right. so, so I tried to read, I read to, tried to read a bit today, but uh, I just kept getting a blank screen at the bottom. So this gives you an idea of where Josh is coming from in terms of where he values these picks. Um, so he did a mailbag where people asked him about the odds on the Magic possibly trading up and, and what they could package together. So he suggested that the Magic should tra- focus on trading up for Houston's number two pick. And he thinks something centred around 5-8 and Gary Harris for the second overall pick and Eric Gordon, who's got three more years and the last year yep. is non-guaranteed. That's something to look at. And yep. he also suggested looking at number three with Cleveland. But he also mentioned that because it's a lesser value, that something like number five... Chicago's pick in two years' time. Yeah. Something like that might work for number three. Um, I mean, we've already talked about Kevin Love as possibly coming back, but he said he doesn't think Love's deal was the sort of money that Magic wants to take back necessarily because he's still got like 60 million. Over in the 31 next million years. a year, isn't it? 31 and 29. So, yeah, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I it's mean, a lot of money. Yeah. We'll Although we could, we'd have an Olympian on the team. <laughs> but you've only really got to absorb it for one year because the second year you know it's coming off the books mm. and then when it comes to trade deadline you know there'll be a lot of takers for that salary so mm. it's not that bad a deal especially for one year and he comes in and he can mentor uh, the younger guy guys won a championship like you said he, yeah. he's on Team USA so it's not that bad a deal I wouldn't be objecting to seeing Somebody like I wouldn't be upset to see a, a, a Eric Gordon or a Kevin Love took on by us because yeah. one you've got that veteran experience. Um, you've definitely got two players who are capable of shooting. Um, granted, with Love, there's probably issues around injury and uh, availability, which is not always great. Mm. But I think he would be. I think either one would be a valuable opportunity for some of our guys to learn from. But again, this is where I'm coming back to what I asked you a short time ago about uh, whether it was a disaster for the team being getting the fifth and eight picks. I don't think it is. I genuinely don't think it is. It's given us, we've got, the, combine it with the trades that we made earlier in the season um, to bring ourselves under the cap. Um, with these picks, it's given us now some flexibility to build something that, should had we found ourselves in the position that we have, where we're outside the top four, and if there is somebody that they're particularly aiming for, we've got the opportunity to build a package that would be of interest to other teams. So I think we're in a good position. And let's be fair, like you like we said earlier, three of the players that we've just named as being players that we don't want to see on the in involved in any trade. Cole Anthony picked at fifteen, RJ picked at twenty four, and Tuma picked at sixteen. So again, the, none of them are top five picks. None of them are top four picks. I mean, but they're they're, they're players that we that we want to keep and we see potential with. So it just proves that good drafting is more important than necessarily the no, not not more important, but can be as important yeah. as the position you're drafting. Yeah, I mean, we could spend ten minutes here listing players that have gone like you look at five like number five picks in history: Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. Yeah. Vince Carter, Dwayne Wade, Mike Miller, Kevin Love, Trey Young. Like, 
it doesn't mean that it's that, no. that we're screwed because we can't get hold of Kay Cunningham or or possibly Mobley or Green. I mean, like I said, it all comes, are awesome. it all comes down to are those teams willing to move, and that's that's all it comes down to. Otherwise, you, you make the bo- you make the most of what you've what you've been given. And then again, when you look at some of the the some of the big boards, they are they've changed. Yeah. Some of those big boards have changed that you see that because the Cavs have landed at uh are they they're three. fifth, aren't they? Sorry, three. They're three, three aren't they? Um they're are they gonna draft with a need or are they gonna draft best player available? If they draft with a need, then they aren't taking Jalen. They aren't let's, taking let's go Clinton. through it then. Who do we think is gonna be the, the top four? I think we all agree it's gonna be Cade number one. Yeah. Yeah. So what about Houston? It's Mobley or Green, isn't it? When you look at their team, I think Mobley. Yeah. Fair. Because I would go Green when you've already got Christian Wood there. I think think Green automatically becomes the guy in Houston if, if that's the pick. I don't think, like I said, there's so much crossover. It all depends yeah. on what they want. It just again, again, this is it. It's, it's there's so much speculation. I mean, there's there are big boards have, have dropped players that you expect to be top two, three yeah. down to number five, mm. and the, and the and the uh, draft combine moves players around every single time. You see different players have risen up as a result. At this minute, it's all speculation. I think Cleveland's five, Cleveland's the interesting one. Because there's yeah, talk that yeah. they want to get rid of Colin Sexton, which I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Are you guys? No, I, but I, you well, can see you can see the logic there. If they've got Sexton and Garland, do they want Green? Would they rather have a Mobley, a, you know, a big? So, but if they can trade down and potentially get Kaminga at five, who might fit their team better and gain some more assets from us, so you can see where they're coming from. Because you do want to overload at guard, do you? I've I've seen one thing where they've where they take if they kept hold of their pick at, at uh, three where they would take Kaminga uh, now if they're going to do that surely they're going to trade around and uh, You'd think so wouldn't you get themselves something out of it I, I don't necessarily see that one again it's uh, there's a lot of talk and a lot of speculation and very little knowledge around what is going to happen on the night you know we're all guessing so, yeah it <laughs> we, is we absolutely. are guessing yeah. And the Raptors picking before us, you know they're going to just mess it up for us, don't you? So, uh, <laughs> are you suggesting that, the, that they are going to take somebody that we really want, mate? Yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's leave it there for tonight. But no, oh, interestingly man. though, oh, oh so we've got some last, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have. Actually. Okay, mate, that's then, fine. That's fine. I was going to go to the from... questions for you. I was going to get the trivia for you, but I can I can wait. No, 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 no. no. Get Gary, Gary Craggs, Hoy the lads, um, sent in a question, and um, he asked, "What's the chances of us moving down?" So, because we've always talked about moving up, so like the Warriors have got, he said, seven and fourteen. He thinks would we trade five for seven and fourteen? No, no not for no. me. No, I, I no. see us. I, I don't see us drop, wanting to drop ourselves again. You know, in the same way as we said earlier on about how do you sell that? 
if you if you give up this number one pick this year, how do you sell yeah. that to your fan base? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it mate, Magic fan base has been annoyed enough that we didn't tank well enough to get a top get the top pick. Well, you couldn't tank any better than we actually did. Odd wise, you know, we'd still got the fourteen percent chance. How do you sell this to the Magic fan base if? Our front office decide, yeah, we'll we'll take the we'll trade those picks away and drop lower. I just don't, I yeah. don't see it. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting question, and it's a very interesting thought to have. But I ju- for me, I just don't see it because I see it as unsellable to the fan base unless we are managing to pull somebody in as part of that deal that isn't necessarily a game changer, but is really going to address a, a, a big need. Hmm. Yeah, for me, if if you're trading the fifth to get the seventh and the fourteen, it's because you need depth. Now we've got the fifth and the eighth, so we don't need the seventh and the fourteen. So it goes without saying. I don't think we need to make that trade. But yeah, like you said, interesting. You know, who if it if it was say somebody like the Warriors, who do they package into it? Who do they package into it? We'll have Steph. You, they can just yeah, I'm going to say if you, Steph. if you if you put in if you put in a number thirty on on the board, then yeah, I'm, I'm all in for that. <laughs> Crack on. Well, Clay sell Thompson. that one to Magic. You can sell that one to the Magic fan base, mate. Well, Clay was actually going to be the, the question I had, or or do they? Because he's not worked out for them so far. Do they look at last year's? Um, was it was he number two? Wiseman. Wiseman. And get Penny to coach him. That makes some sense, though. Now that that is int- <laughs> at that point, and this is what I was saying about how do you sell it? If you are getting somebody like that, then I think you can sell it. Could you, again, could this you, then comes could back. You trade, could you trade eight for fourteen with with Wiseman? With do you know what I mean yeah. you, you could do something something like of that, that nature? Yeah. But are they? Are again? We asked. You've got to ask the question in the same way as we've asked the. We've said about is it too soon to give up on Mo? Is it too soon for Golden State to give up on somebody like Wiseman? Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. definitely. And that's that's where perhaps you hit a stumbling block on it. But it's a, it's a very interesting proposition. And once you start thinking around it, um, it for me, as I said, it, I don't see it because I see it being too hard a sell. But it will all depend. It would depend on getting a really excellent return that hits the need mm. for you. I think best case scenario, you trade up, trade five and eight and you move up and you get your guy for two reasons. Not only do you just get the guy, you're only bringing in one more young player with this group. Yep. I don't think like the last couple of years, you think of all the second round picks we've traded away and moved around in the draft because Weltman's always said he doesn't want too many young players on the team at once. And I think, that's something to consider as well. I don't think we're going to trade back at all. We'll either stick or we'll, or we'll move up if somebody will budge. Yeah. 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 Excellent. 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 So, now, when we uh, did the draft lottery watch party, I'd got, just in case we needed them, one or two trivia questions written out. And uh, Mikey, I, as you and I were kind of doing a bit of co-hosting that night. I know you ended up doing an awful lot more than myself. Um, I tested these out on you, didn't I, mate? 
We did. And you did extremely well, if memory serves me right. The questions around um, the Magic, who were number one and number two picks who had, who we drafted when, when we'd had to draft one and two picks. <laughs> and also one and two drafts who'd uh, played for the Magic. Mikey did extremely well on it. However, I've had to get rid of those questions because one and two, we didn't get. So, in the same vein, number five picks who have played for the Magic. So, no. who have we had? Who have Mike we had Miller. At? Mike Miller was one that we drafted, correct? And who did you say, Mikey? Sorry, no, he was sixth. I'm he was sixth. No, sorry. Oh, Hazonia. So we, yeah, so they're the two that we've actually drafted at number five. There are then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven others, number five picks, who have played for the Magic. So, can you come say, up with them? Say that again. There are another seven number five picks who at some point in their career have played for the Magic. Jason oh Richardson. God, Jason Richardson. Correct. Because he's on my notes of my homework. <laughs> <laughs> Good shot, mate. Good um, shot. Hold on, let's have a look, see what other ones I had. <laughs> I'm um, going to cheat you. Yeah, stop cheating. Is uh, Ron Mercer one of them? From the 98 no, no, he isn't, mate. Oh, There's, he must have been there, is, there is. The I've, 98 draft number five pick is one. Oh, Chauncey Billups. No, mate. Oh, man. 98, he was drafted by the Toronto Raptors. Vin, Vince. Trace, Vince, yeah. Vince, Vince Carter, yeah. And well, the year he was before. actually drafted. He was actually drafted by the Golden State Warriors. But, yeah, but traded on the night, wasn't he? Yeah, that's it. I'm cheating there. So, the year before, Tony Bitti. Yes, good man, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. You've missed out 2000. So far, you've missed out 2007s. 2007, picked 2007, five. Picked, picked at five by the Celtics, but on a draft night trade, went to Seattle. Oh, that's Jeff Green. Mm. Well done, mate. Well done. Nice one. So you are now down to 1994. Oh, my God. The 94 pick was selected by Washington. Would you like the number he wore for the Magic? Yeah. He wore number five between Do 2000. Oh, good man. Straight in there. <laughs> oh, um, then we have the 95 pick as well. The number five from 95. Who is he I'm drafted? just concerned. Atlanta. And then came, and then came to us. Okay. Wore number 45. The number five pick in 95. I think I've got it as 95 and I'm I'm concerned I've wrote the wrong number down there you have, the year because that was Kevin Garnett yeah I've wrote the wrong number down here oh shoot the quiz master you got it wrong <laughs> I've just realised I've, I've wrote the wrong wrong year down oh, he, played, he played for us between 95 and 96 and wore number 45 Joe Wolf oh. close John Conkak yes yep and then there's finally one more picked by the Bulls in 93. And wore 21. No, wore, 20, wore number 21 
between 89 and 90. Only with us for one season. Oh, Letario Green? Us. No, mate. Kem- it. It is his surname is Green. It Sydney might, Green. Um, Sydney Green. Sydney Wrong Green. Green, damn it. Very close, mate. Very impressive performance, yeah. boys. Very impressive. I also have the number eights if you want to do that. Go for it. Go on, then. <laughs> yeah, Fire. go for it. Okay. Go on. Okay. So we've never drafted at number eight. We've never had the number eight pick. So there are one, two, three, four, five number eight picks who have played for the Magic let's start off with the first one 2012 and still plays for us 2012 and still plays for us Terence Ross Terence Ross Terence Ross two years earlier 2010 and when did he play for us? Um, left this season You know, Paul, you know, you always say about the monkey and the symbols. That's what's going on in my head at the moment. (laughs) Let's just say this number eight pick has landed us the number eight pick. Nick Vooch is part of of the Vooch trade. Oh, Aminu. Alpha Rukamino. We forget he was part of that trade. Yeah. So then we have. 2005's number number eight pick. And when did he play for us? He he played for us between 2014 and 2016. Uh, Luke Ridner. War no. number two. Uh, sorry, no. War number eight. Left, oh, left us left us to go to the Cavs oh Channing, oh, Channing Fry. Fry there you go 98 1998 draft oh, Tony Petit no mate no he was a number, number five eight. Pick, mate. number eight 1998 oh, yeah. um, drafted by Philly played for the Magic between 2011 and 2012 You're going to want his number on this one. I've never heard of this geezer. War number 20. <laughs> 20 for the magic. War number 20 for the magic. It wasn't really green then. Um, 2014 to 2016, yeah? No, 2011 to 2012. Oh, sorry. I'm still on the previous one. <laughs> you're going to say you're on the previous question, mate. 2012. Um... Man, that's a toughie. What position? Oh, I didn't write that down. <laughs> oh, it came to us. It came to. It came to us from Charlotte. I expected this one to be a G question. To be honest with you, no, it's not. I, I'm struggling. Give us his first. Good old one. Uh, mate, I, I will tell you. His surname is a pretty is a is a regular Welsh name. Jonesy? No. <laughs> no, no. Another one. Another another good Welsh Williams. name. Williams. Williams, Davis. Um, I don't know. You had a Man United striker play for you with this surname. 
I don't know, mate. I don't know. <laughs> Larry. Larry. Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes. Oh. And then yeah. finally, 1997's number eight draft pick. Played for us. Larry Hughes came, didn't even play that many games. I'm sure no, he left he, early he on in the season. Didn't know us. I say I'd never heard of him. Mate, so you've got one more to go. Drafted by the Warriors. Came to the Magic in 2007. War number 31. Good man. You've got him. Well done, lads. Well done. Yeah. Good performance there, that. Pretty decent, lads. It's all right. I'm impressed, I'm a bit... Any that any Larry... you thought you should have got quicker? Yeah, Larry Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say I'd never heard of that geezer. Never heard of him. He was uh, he was he yeah. was all right in Washington. Yeah, yeah, he didn't stay with us much. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty Any sure game. he joined us during training camp, played pre-season, maybe played one or two games, and then got released. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Anyway, that's like yeah. 10 well years done, ago. Paul. Well, Paul. Yep. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So let's uh, leave it there for this week, lads. I think, um, as always, thanks very much for your company. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, as always. Um, make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we've got the website Orlando Magic UK. Um, subscribe to the podcast, it's available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, just search for Penny for your thoughts and make sure that you visit us on our website. And if you are doing any shopping, click off of our affiliate links to uh, either Fanatics or NBA Store Europe because uh, we do appreciate it. It uh, helps us to pay for what we do here. And uh, once again, lads, thanks ever so much for your company. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Until next time, go magic. <laughs>